In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the moment of connection. So basically the point at which you can uh, reasonably assume if you apply the power, you're going to have a positive impact on the boat and about the timing of that. So what do we mean when we talk about the moment of connection? The moment of connection is, is a very short period in time. The moment of connection is, is once the blade's in the water and it's in the water deep enough and it's, uh, you can pick up the load without any slip. Now, what I mean by that is that if you start to push with your legs or pull on the oar before the blade's connected, then you're going to be wasting some energy because you're going to be either using your leg drive up without actually being connected with the water at all, and so in which case you're just driving the boat backwards, uh, or you're going to be rowing the oar into the water essentially, and therefore you get slip in that the blade moves through the water rather than being locked in the water in its position. So the moment of connection, I would say, is when the blade's relatively deep in the water and virtually no load's been applied, just at that point is when the connection moment of connection starts. So when you start to put some pressure against the oar by pushing with your legs, then that's when the connection happens. But if you push before the blade's actually in a position to be connected, then there, you won't be able to pick up the load because the oar's not at that point. Yeah, so the, for me, the moment of connection is, you, it's basically the, the point where you want to try and get the ideal catch. This is where your timing comes into it. So you, you don't want to be trying to place the blade when you're coming down the slide on the recovery. You don't want to be placing the blade halfway through your drive phase when you're pushing your legs down. You really need to hit that... Uh, that precise moment where you're cha- starting to change direction, you put the blade in the water, and then you can get the most out of your leg drive. Uh, you place, try placing the blade too early, you're going to be uh, getting your blades caught on the water. They're not going to go in the water. They're going to bang along the surface because it just hasn't can't slip into that uh, that slot, if you like, where you can do the work. And if you you can always place the blade too late though, without uh, too much too much uh, uh, hassle you're not going to notice it so much because you're sort of what we call rowing it into the water if you place the blade too late you're sort of moving in the same the oars moving in the same direction that the water is relative to the boat and so you'll be able to slide the blade in nice and easy the only problem is that you're going to have pushed with your legs you're going to change the direction of your body and made the boat go backwards essentially during that first part of the drive phase so you really have to hit that very small knife edge between your recovery and your drive to get the ideal catch connection and 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 so it's about timing as as well and it's it's very short period of time it's usually less than a quarter of a second so there's a few items happen around this moment of connect connection the first one is that you Put the blade in the water now you need to remember too that the blade is generally around towards the bow of the boat and so the movement of the blade whilst it goes down into the water it's also going forward into the water so it sort of spears into the water a little bit like the bow of a boat and so it's a, a different sensation when you understand how the blade actually enters the water so the first thing is to make sure that you understand that the blade has to go in quickly So you put the blade in quickly, and when you're putting the blade in quickly, the blade is going to move with the water. So the boat's moving, so as the bottom of the blade starts to connect with the water, so it touches the water, then it has to move. Because the blade doesn't go in 
instantaneously. It takes about a quarter of a second or less, uh, maybe a tenth of a second, if you're really quick, uh, for the blade to get covered. So the blade goes in, and as it starts to go in, you have to move. The, hand, the blade moves, therefore the handle moves, and you want to make sure that you're not pushing at that point. So you're not applying pressure because the blade's not actually connected yet. Then you wait for the blade to go a little deeper in the water, and once the blade's deep enough in the water, then and it's buried under the water, then you can start to pick up the load, and that's the point of connection. So the blade goes in. As it goes in, you have to let it move you as the athlete, as the blade gets covered, and when the blade is covered, then you have to have a relatively quick movement to get connected and start to pick up the load. And so it's really about the point where you start to pick up the load is what I would say the moment of connection. And it can't happen effectively unless the blade's well buried in the water. Yeah, and, and we wouldn't call it effective if you got the blade in the water too early and made a huge backsplash. And we wouldn't call it effective if you got it in too late and you'd say use the first half of your leg drive uh, without the blade connected in the water. And so a, a real key uh, with placing the blade uh, to get well connected is, is to place it quickly and deeply enough that you don't catch any air as you start to apply the power. So if your blade's too shallow, uh, you, you apply the power, it's gonna rip through the water very easily uh, without much resistance and consequently, you're not gonna be doing much to propel the boat forwards. So the, the moment of connection has to be uh, clean, you have to not catch any air uh, and it has to be relatively quick. And you'll find too that, that when you get used to it, so the athlete gets used to the concept of the blade going into the water and moving as it goes into the water, but moving without you applying power, then if they feel it carefully, they'll be able to feel the oar kick in their hand a little bit. So put the blade in and you'll be able to feel the oar kick. So what you can do as an athlete is you can test whether you've got the correct connection. So if you Lachlan said a minute ago, if you're putting the blade in too early, then you're going to get severe backsplash and it's going to be pushing against you. And if you put it in too late, which is quite often what happens, people start to push with their feet and their legs before the blade's actually in and connected. Now, when you do that, you can't actually feel the blade push you. So all you need to do in order to check whether you've got the catch correct and you've got the blade deep buried before you get connected is to just delay your leg drive fractionally. So delay it by a very small amount. And if you delay it, then you'll feel the blade kick in your hand if you've got, if you're now too slow with your leg drive. If, however, you slow your leg drive down as you put the blade in and you find that, that you don't feel the oil kick in your hand, it probably means that you're driving with your legs before you connect it. And so I'd suggest slow down your leg drive a bit more and a bit more until you feel the handle kick in your hand as the blade goes into the water and then apply your leg drive fractionally quicker, earlier, and you'll find that you've probably got a pretty much a perfect connected catch. So it's, it's about, you can check for yourself. You don't have to tell the rest of the crew that you're checking. You can just say to yourself, you're going to delay your leg drive marginally and see if the handle kicks. If the handle doesn't kick, then you probably haven't got the catch right. So there's things you can do to work on your own catch connection to make sure that you've got that timing right, even during a race. 
If you want a, a very good way to see how much, how well connected uh, an athlete is in a crew or is in general, is to if you've got access for them to run it, row underneath a bridge that you can stand on top of and film, you get a really good uh, representation. You get can see really clearly the blade at the catch, sort of spearing into the water, and if you've got a well-connected, uh, well-connected catch, a well-connected blade, uh, it won't during the drive phase. It will look like it's stuck in the one spot. It'll look like it's uh, there's a pole in the water that you're levering the oar against. It won't. It won't look like it moves through the water. So, if if you've got a crew and you say maybe uh, one or two people, uh, the blade and you you convinced that they're applying the power early and they're having a go and it's you know it's it's not something like that and they place the blade in the water and some of the the oars move in relation to the water once they've placed them and some of them don't the ones that don't are the ones that are getting well connected and what's likely happening is the ones that uh, the oar moves when you're looking from overhead uh, in relative to the water they're likely have placed the blade too shallow or they've started to place it during the drive phase, in which case caught a bit of air. And so it, you see relative to the water that the blade moves. You should really think about a, a well-connected uh, blade as to going into the water, uh, fitting into a slot. Imagine you've either got into like a, a slot of concrete uh, and you lever the boat past that point. You're not actually drawing the, you're not actually moving the oar through the water because that, that barely happens at all with a well-connected blade. You place, you get purchase on the water, you lever the boat past that point and go to the next stroke. You know, it might be useful to think about placing your blade behind uh, a stick in the water or a pylon, levering off that, because in reality, a well-connected blade will look like that from above, and that's the feeling that you'll get. Whereas, you know, it might be a common thought to think that you're actually pulling the the, the blade through the water, it doesn't actually look like that at all when you're looking from above with a well-connected blade. Absolutely. And we've got one video on the, on the website. Have a look at it. You can see uh, I put a red dot on the bottom of the shaft, just where the blade starts. And the athlete was rowing at about rate uh, 30-plus uh, under a bridge. And if you watch that little dot, you can see that even at that rate, with because it was well-connected, the uh, that dot probably only moves about three centimeters in the water so virtually nothing and so that's about being well connected sometimes you don't have the luxury of viewing under people go under a bridge but I suggest if you do really make the most of it uh, but when you're looking at the puddle that results from the oar when the the finish of the drive you can see quite easily if an athlete uh, hasn't been well enough connected at the front and they're not deep enough Two separate issues but you'll see that if they're not well enough connected at the catch then you'll find that you get a puddle that's that's perhaps a mound of water or even throwing water as they as they come through the as the oar the boat goes past the oar in the water because they're actually moving the water with the blade which means they're not connected and if that happens at the start of the stroke then clearly they're not connected and the the idea then is to watch carefully to make sure they do get connected the thing to watch for from uh, outside of the boat uh, is to try and look at the oar going into the water at the same time as you look at the seat on, of the athlete in the boat. 
and you can see them both in the one field of vision if you if you sort of use your peripheral vision to, to observe it. Now, if you do that, then you can see that as the blade starts to go into the water, then the seat moves a little bit because it must. Uh, otherwise, the blade will check the boat. And then it should only move, though, depending on the rating and the speed of the boat, it should only move about up to five centimetres, something like that. If the seat moves more than that, then it's probable that they're starting to push before they're connected, and so they're not getting connected correctly. Of course, if you video it, then it's a very easy thing to watch that. And so you can see how the seat moves in relation to the oar going into the water, and you'll very, very easily see whether the connection is made before the leg drive or whether the connection is after the leg drive's commenced. And clearly, we want the leg drive after the connection point. And uh, when, when you're coming into the catch, uh, basically you try and place a blade, of course, as quickly as possible. Uh, you'll, you'll hear a few coaches and it's um, you know, a bit of an urban myth that uh, if you let the blade go at the catch, just let the blade go when you're at the catch position, the blade will enter the water as quickly as it needs to to get a good catch. And that's simply not the case. You actually have to lift up with the hands uh, to place the blade in the water. We did a, a video comparing different techniques like just holding the blade at the catch, letting go of the handle, and waiting for it to be buried. The only way we could replicate a quick catch, so only only way we could get a, a catch as quick as lifting up with the handles at the catch was to drop it from a large height, and that's just simply not possible. Having we had to drop the the blade from about um, about two feet two feet off the water just to get the blade in as quickly and covered and buried and connected as quickly as just a simple lifting up with the hands would beat the catch and it's it's not a large movement that lift up with the hands and it has to be precise you're not trying to you know bury it to the bottom of the of the the lake the blade you just need to be making that transition between feather that square position you square the blade up it's hovering over the water and as you get into the catch you want to get it in as quickly as possible just a slight lift with the hands a very quick but precise movement to try and get into that perfect slot so you can make the most of your leg drive. Absolutely, and it's worth watching that video. It's, it's a good video for for demonstrating to those that think that the oar can go in on its own accord and go in quickly enough. It's very clear with this video because we time it with, with parts of a second. It's very clear the difference. You'll also find that often people tend to slow down the oar going into the water simply because of their hand movement. and. This comes a little bit from the concept that they're coming into the catch in a very controlled fashion, hopefully, and then they continue that controlled fashion to put the oar in the water, which tends to make them put the oar in slowly. So you've got to remember that the coming into the catch is generally a controlled, slower movement, and putting the blade in the water is really quick. In a sweep boat, I find it particularly interesting. In a sweep boat, if you ask the athlete to... Uh, put the oar in with their outside hand only, so take the inside hand off the water, you'll find that the blade, they can put the blade in quite quickly, but you'll find almost invariably when they start to put the blade in before you point out that it's actually going slowly, that they, they're slowing it down. They're putting the blade in by lifting their outside hand, but the blade would go quicker, go in quicker if they actually got their hand out of the way. So it's a, a definite positive movement to put that blade in the water. So a definite upward movement of the hand. Interestingly, when they, you ask them to put their inside hand back on, so 
get the catch really quick just using the outside hand and then ask them to put their inside hand back on the on the handle and do the same quick movement you find almost invariably that it's a slower catch something about putting the inside hand on that slows down the catch in a sweet boat so it's, it's a conscious put the blade in quickly movement and I'd suggest in a sweet boat do it with the outside hand first then put the inside hand on and ask them to replicate the same speed and it'll take a little bit of time but eventually they'll, they'll get the idea. You'll find that if you can improve the catch speed at that point then you get better connection, a quicker connection and you get a much faster boat. Yeah, I'd say it's a really good rule of thumb to say that naturally most people, if not all people, will uh, tend towards having a slower catch, so a slower hand movement, a, lifting, a slower lifting of the hands at the catch to get the blade buried. Uh, so pretty much every athlete will have this problem. And it doesn't, to start with, as with lots of things, technique things in rowing, it doesn't feel natural to, to get to the catch because you're sort of controlled, coming, especially at the low rate, controlled coming down to the catch. It doesn't really feel right to like lift up as quickly as possible to, to get that blade in the water but and during at, at, a, at a slow rate it's uh it's not actually that necessary to lift the blades uh put the blade in the water very quickly but at a high rate it's it's mandatory uh the best crews will have amazing catches even at rate 40 and that's probably uh, that and fitness is probably the main difference between uh, novice crews and elite crews is how well they they nail this point of connection so even though you don't need to have a, a quick lift of the hands at a low rate you should always be practicing it if you're considering racing as as part of the reason why you're doing your training uh, otherwise you can probably be relatively relaxed about the placement because you have a lot more time um, just be the not have the knowledge that if you are training to race, then you're going to have a lot less time to place that blade at the catch. And due to limitations of how quickly we can lift our arms physically, uh, lift our hands physically and manipulate that blade, you want to be doing it as fast as possible in training just so you're okay when it comes to racing. Yeah, and the way to train for this is, uh, is not how we want it to end up in a way. It's easier to train for this, and if you're coaching this and coaching yourself in this, then I suggest at a low rate, uh, separate the movements out. So the separate movements come into the catch, and then you have a movement that's a, a very clear upward movement of the hands, and then there's a little bit of uh, picking up the load, so waiting for the blade to get connected, and then you have a bit of a quick movement to get connected, and then you might have a slow movement at the commencement of the of the drive, and we talk about that elsewhere. So you'll find that that automatically is going to look a bit disjointed, a bit um, stuttery. So you come into the front, and then there's a quick movement, put the hands in, and then you feel for the connection, you feel the load, and then you push. You'll find that athletes will uh, understand that feeling of connection because once they get used to putting the blade in and getting it well, nice and deep, then they'll they'll get a feeling of what it's like. Some people would call it feeling the water, feeling for the load. Feeling for the load is so important. And so when you come into the catch, you want to make sure you put it in quickly and you feel for the load and then you only push after you've got the load. Now, as you get better at it, it will smooth into one smooth motion. But it's often easier to teach if you break it up into particular segments. And indeed, 
uh, practice just putting the blade in and feeling the connection. So it's just that first little bit of, of picking up the load and practice that uh, and then gradually smooth it out as you get better at it. And uh, it's, it's probably good to mention too that uh, depending on what kind of boat you're in, it's going to depend on what that point of connection feels like. So on a single, you place the blade, you get well connected, you're likely to feel it's going to be quite heavy. Uh, you're going to be feel like you're well connected, like you're really doing some work because a single moves a lot slower and you're, you're by yourself. Whereas if you're in a, a bigger boat, like an eight, it's more of a speed of movement thing. You have to place the blade quite quickly. You don't want to do anything to you know piss off the speed of the boat. Uh, you, you place the blade and it's really quite a quick movement and it's more about precision and doing it in time. And it's not going to feel as heavy uh, because you've got a lot more uh, a lot more horsepower basically for for less weight in comparison and so so yeah that the feeling is going to be a little bit different for the point of connection in different boats you can be a bit bit slower you can feel a bit more load in a single but you don't necessarily want to be feeling that that same load uh, and and weight in the hands when you're in a quad for example that would indicate that you're probably not in time and if everyone's in time, it should feel relatively light. It should feel quick if you get a good uh, good connection. So just maybe something to keep in mind if you're trying to chase that feeling with your crews or in a boat yourself. There is differences. Absolutely. And just one last thing. If, if you're uh, rowing and you put the blade in the water and it feels very light for the first part of the stroke, then it's quite probable that you've missed the connection point and you haven't had the blade in the water and you've started to push before it's in. So if it feels really light occasionally, then it's unlikely that it's because the boat's going super fast and everyone's doing such a great job. It's more likely that you've actually missed the connection. The other thing to watch for, uh, and I've seen this a few times from a coach's boat, is that if the blade goes into the water and then you see the athlete's shoulder sort of stop hesitate fractionally after the blade's gone into the water, then that's a clear indication that they've started to push before they've been connected. And so what happens is they put the blade in the water and they're already pushing and then when they do get connected, you can see their body actually stop because all of a sudden they've encountered the load. But if they've already moved down the slide a bit too far, then that means that they started to push. Then when it got connected, it gave them a, that jerk. And so if you feel that jerk as an athlete or if you see it as a coach, then I'd suggest make sure that they're connected better before the drive phase. So if you want to see these concepts illustrated in videos, uh, we've got uh, a section on our website. It's under Catch Connection Videos and it is at the about two-thirds of the way down the page uh, under the subheading, uh, the moment of connection. Uh, if you didn't uh, listen to the podcast that was on the last quarter of the recovery, so just preceding this moment, it's well worth a listen to. And those videos are also on that same page, Catch Connection videos. Uh, if you're a member, you can log in and view these. If not, I uh, recommend signing up for a free membership uh, last a week. You don't have to use a credit card or anything and you can have access to these, see if you might want to have a decent rowing membership in the future. Um, and, of course, if you want to sign up for a paid membership, that'd be great. It allows us to keep doing these sorts of things, and we really appreciate it. So until next time.